0: Ladies and gentlemen, shine your ripest apple, gel back your cowlick, and forge your mother's signature for the field trip. Because it's time to talk tall to me. I want to go too.
1: (laughs) Not until you've eaten your beef. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Improv training for nothing. Uh, Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am Nick McGill. I'm Omen Saeed. We are
0: Feckless Moems. And this is Talk Tall to Me, a pedagogical voyage through the many academic layers that is the study of tulkiology. That's right. Take
1: out those picks and those pencils. We're going to take notes and keep on digging.
0: We've got PhDs. Pretty huge diplomas i'm I'm so sorry to
1: everyone who have listened this long. We made it forty episodes, and I think it's time we hang up our hats. What? we almost made it a whole year, but that joke just that was that just, too
0: much that death just pushed us over the edge, yeah here on Talk Tall to me, we go song by song. Album by album, each song a lesson, each album a year of schooling, and pretty soon we'll be taking our owls and newts and becoming full-fledged wizards. Well, wow, that was a that was a drifting metaphor there, Nick. Nick, what are we um what are we talking tall about today? Today we're gonna jump right in
1: to our final track off of Benefit. That's right, the final track, and it is. Teacher.
0: Let's have a listen. Teach me. Teach me how to doggy. Teach me, teach me how to doggy.
1: (laughs) Almond. Nick McGill. Teach me
0: how you feel about this song. Oh, Nick. This song is a frickin' bop. It's so fun, and, and it's so confident. The first thing I wrote was Glenn Cornick sliding bass, yum. Yeah, he's, he's got a chunky bass
1: going on in this one. It's nice.
0: Yeah, it's so smooth, and oh, it's just brimming
1: over with confidence. It kind of takes the forefront. To be honest, it's a lot more prominent than Martin's guitar. Martin's guitar is super simple in this. It's pronounced
0: Martin Barr, Nick. Oh. Yeah.
1: I've been reading it wrong.
0: It's one of those English-American this, things. That's,
1: that's it. Sorry, John. Sorry. Sorry,
0: Sorry, Johnny B. No, you're you're right. It is a very bass-prominent song. Mm-hmm.
1: Some flute licks in there, some John Evan organ
0: in there. There's there's a lot. You know what I love about this song is the the structure of it. You have this great... You have this great verse-chorus structure where they play uh, with the tempo and the and the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the sort of mellow, and then when they go into the chorus, it's like, captain, up-doodle, up-doodle, scuddle, drow, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. and then it goes back to that. Doo-doo, doo-doo. It keeps you guessing but it's not so frenetic and uncomposed and chaotic that you don't feel like you know where you are counterpoint yes they do use a
1: lot of counterpoint in this counterpoint song. the repetition <laughs> bores me
0: but that's you and you <laughs> like you have a particular taste i think it's important to remember why <laughs> why they wrote this song I get no, no. I, this, this is, this is. I have, I have a real point to make. I'm not just, I'm not just taking the piss. <sighs> what apparently happened was Terry Ellis came to Ian Anderson and the band and said, "Listen, listen, gents, we need a single because it was all, it was all yeah. about singles, mm-hmm. and we need it like next week." And so Ian said, "All right, oh, fine." Oh, that I was will, this song. Yeah, I will write you. The poppiest, most popular thing that Mm -hmm. I can possibly figure out to do. Formulaic. Exactly. And whammo, here it is. That's why it has, that's why it sounds like that. And, you know, if that was the target that they were shooting at, bullseye! Bingo. They hit that straight on. They got five numbers in a row. They called bingo. They were the envy of everyone in the hall the senior citizens
1: broke their hips running out of those doors
0: yes also if you are of a certain age please take your calcium supplements don't drink too much and get plenty of exercise that's the best way if you can handle
1: lactose drink your milk drink your milk yep or, or drink my milk drink uh drink <laughs> omen milk is very expensive he is free-range, though, so... Oh, boy, am I ever... ...humanely raised. <laughs> so you can feel good about the product you're purchasing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get what you pay for. That's what I'm saying.
0: You do. You really do. Just give me one second, Nick. Did you hear that meow?
1: I did not hear a meow. I hope it comes through in the recording. I've
0: got to let my cat out of
1: this room. Oh, there. I heard it that time.
0: oh, <laughs> 12-hour nap she was like
1: um i have things to do i need to go sleep out here
0: yeah exactly
1: well i mean no better way to be interrupted when talking about ian Anderson than by a cat a sassy wild cat or a, a salmon maybe a salmon yeah I, that was last time <laughs>
0: salmon playing the flute so so while we're on the topic of the structure yeah can we talk about that wonderful breakdown that happens the the somewhat predictable formulaically placed and yet delightfully executed breakdown that happens mid-song
1: is that the boring one that you're talking about
0: that's the one i'm talking about okay yeah yeah please and it's like, Yeah, yep. they quickly go around the band and everyone gets a little solo. I get the sense that you are slightly bored by this, Uh by this material, by this song. And that's fine. Someday your cold, dark heart will melt.
1: What song did we just talk about this with with the roles reversed, I don't remember what was that. What that was, it? was saucity. Oh.
0: Yeah. A yeah, complete role reversal. Yeah, this song is the opposite of saucity. In that, <laughs> in that, people like it. Get out, get out of my <laughs> podcast. I will be back. I'll go think about what I've done. All right. Well, you may not like it, but the fact is that millions of Brits. And millions of Americans did like it.
1: Oh, I certainly, I give them all the credit in the world for being able to to sit down and write a pop single yeah. through their lens. I get it. I totally get it. I do not begrudge
0: them that. Because some people can't. Some people would be too prideful and too, you know, in their own egos to do that or just
1: if it's not in real if it's not really their style they just can't write
0: it takes talents and uniqueness to be boring nick
1: and it's it's the I same mean, thing i mean just
0: look at you <sighs> <sighs>
1: as i said it, it was 40 episodes we had a great run <laughs> i'm sorry john you're going to have to find a new podcast sorry john I know you had your hopes set on us. It's the equivalent of you have to know how to play a piano very well in order to successfully play a piano poorly and make it look convincing.
0: But I would argue that they're not playing it poorly. They're doing an excellent job executing a music form that you don't like as much.
1: No, I'm not saying that they're doing it poorly. I'm I'm saying that it's... For them to be able to morph to this style, they have to have a certain degree of real expertise at what they've been doing up
0: until this point. Well, and they have to know the audience. I mean, that's the really amazing thing. And I think that that really speaks to the touring experience that they've had and and how much they've seen other bands play, how much in the know of the music scene that they are. And and probably it also has to do with them playing some places where it didn't go over that well. Mm and then some boring band came on and the audience went crazy for them so you're saying knowing the audience meaning
1: knowing the crowd who who is not their normal crowd who would like this song or being able to cater to both
0: both of those in, things in in the said. writing of this <laughs> but all all two and a half things that you just said all yes. of them every
1: last all every last them. one of them yep okay
0: yeah yeah they they know what their sound is Mm-hmm. They know what the trend of the moment is. Mm-hmm. They know how they differ from the mainstream, and they know how to execute the mainstream sound, and all of that knowledge comes together with this song. Hey, Nick, would you like to know a fun fact about this song? Sure. Yeah. Have you seen the film Almost Famous? Yeah. About the kid who goes around writing about one some rock band? Mm-hmm there's a scene in which he's by the stage door waiting for somebody to come out so that they can be interviewed. And the, the guy finally comes out and as he opens the stage door, you hear that bass lick come off the stage for like two seconds. Hey Omen. Hey Nick. Do you want to know a fun fact?
1: Yes, I would. I knew that. That is a fun, <laughs> that is a fun fact. <laughs> And in fact, more fun than this song, actually. <laughs> this song, this yeah. is a skip it song for me.
0: Are you are you for real? I am very for real. You would pick the needle up off of this disc and <laughs> flip the disc over, flip the vinyl over, and play the B-side?
1: Oh, I, th- I thought you were saying we, we put my CD on the record player and it just, just ruined it.
0: I've been meaning to tell you, Nick. <laughs> so, so sorry.
1: If it comes to Witch's Promise or Teacher, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to Witch's Promise. Wow, which was the A side. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, that's right. So that was this was the B side. Yeah, but it was it was really intended as a radio single. Sure, I think when it comes to radio signals,
1: signals, radio. Si- Whoa! Just had a stroke. <laughs> I think when I think when it comes to radio singles versus what gets put on an album, yeah. I I don't think it's necessarily side A is the single, side B is just an extra one. I think it's we put out both of these singles. Let's drop them on a disc. Sure. Yeah. I think I think that's more sounds more likely.
0: Do you have any notion as to um how far this song got up in the charts
1: oh that's a good question let me see if i can dig that up dig it this song to me feels like it belongs square in aqualung you drop it like in the middle of aqualung i wouldn't blink Mm -hmm. i think just in terms of the weight to it how kind of heavy it is Yes.
0: No. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying to see if I can. Sorry. I'm just trying to see if I can find it.
1: I got it right here. You joker.
0: All right. How high did it get?
1: I don't actually have it. Hang
0: on. Oh.
1: <laughs> I see "Witches' Promise" referenced as a single, but not
0: it's um "Witches' Promise" slash teacher peak position number four. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. Weeks on charts nine. Released the 24th of January, 1970. Wow. So four. It got up to fourth.
1: Yeah. That is the second highest of their singles
0: in the UK. So basically Terry Ellis said, Hey, Ian, I need you to write me a song that's going to top the charts. And Ian shrugged, rolled his eyes. (laughs) Like some, some moody teenager. Smoked an entire cigarette in one drag, (laughs) went into his room, slammed the door and wrote a chart topping song. And then he exhaled that entire cigarette. Yeah. That's what happened.
1: That is, that's accurate. The only single to top that was living in the past at number three, the year before. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. Now, Nick, this would not be an Ian Anderson creation if hidden within this popular pie was a bit of a cheeky uh, dig at society, now would it?
1: Not at this point. I mean, that's the flavor that is Ian Anderson. Cheeky digs. Cheeky digs.
0: They have that in chips now. Do they? Yeah, cheeky dig chips.
1: Is that British chips or American chips?
0: No, I'm British crisps, American chips. Got it. okay. So shall we talk a little bit about the meaning of this song, the meaning of teacher What is it? Omen Omen, Omen, what does yeah. this song mean? Well, I'm glad you asked Nick. God damn it. you see <laughs> this this song to me is uh, Ian Anderson's <laughs> he picked the wrong one. To I know try
1: to I know with. I panicked
0: shot your you shot your shot too early. I panicked so hard. Yeah, I think that this song is a is Ian's critique of the sort of guru culture, which was pretty pretty profitable in the the late '60s, early '70s, and we could say has remained profitable to this day. A lot of so in the 1960s, as as we all uh, remember fondly, there was a lot of uh, spiritual questioning going on and soul searching and uh, hippieism and rejecting of previous belief systems and so the young people were flailing about for meaning trying to understand you know how they could get in touch with their inner selves what what the real truth was man you know dharma for one dharma for one it's in the same vein actually yeah you're totally right you just blew my mind nick boom boom and if Dharma for one is the serving teacher, is the server? Ooh. Oh. Okay, I like it. Let's recall that at this time, none other than a little band called the Beatles from Liver Liverpool. thats how it's pronounced. That's how it's pronounced. I'm pretty yep. sure. I'm pretty sure. We're often off to see. They had taken some big trips off to see uh, the Maharishi Maresh mm, Yogi yeah. in India and, who was the inventor of the transcendental meditation technique who taught, you know, thousands of people and made a pretty penny doing it. He formed a whole company that was about getting people to come and study with him, and buy his books. And that was how he made his livelihood. And now I'm not saying that... All of that was nonsense, or it was not useful to the people who did it, or it was uh, unvaluable. Buddy and Anderson is. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> all, of, all of those things.
1: It was really It was really some of the first capitalization of spiritual saving.
0: Well, I think there's an argument that maybe the Catholic Church had uh, well, that, had rather that, done some of that I beforehand. Mean, they
1: certainly owned the hell out of that.
0: I still buy an indulgence every week.
1: You're not even Catholic.
0: And I'm not even I listen, I'm just covering my bases, man. <laughs> I'm just uh I'm just greasing my wickets.
1: Hmm. That's that's why you need that that indulgence. <laughs> that is my indulgence. Oh.
0: I grease them very indulgently. <laughs>
1: While the priest is watching, that's why. Was, oh, so. there my... it is. Yes.
0: Father, forgive me for I am greasy.
1: Yes, yes. Polish your wicket.
0: <laughs> but there were lots Don't of... Don't look at people... me. <laughs> there were lots of other people doing experimental therapies, creating psychological or pseudo-spiritual formats and, and systems at this time, there was Timothy Leary, who was a big proponent of LSD. There was, I, I think, that Scientology developed around this time. Mm. You know, there was all this stuff, and um, and people were people were spending time and energy and money on it. And I think that, I think that teacher is sort of a sort of a finger in the eye of of that whole system. Okay.
1: From what I heard, it was literally just a guy who. Like, went on vacation with someone to teach him to, like, learn to enjoy himself. Right. But that sounds just like a, an on-the-surface interpretation.
0: But maybe it is. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, that is that is sort of like the, the material that the song is talking about. While the dawn was coming, heard him ringing on my bell. He said, my name's the teacher. Oh, that is what I call myself. Well, the dawn was coming So then he goes right. Then he goes. He goes on this trip. And, and what I find so fun about this, and I think that what contributes to the success of this song, is that chorus, the rhythm of it, of the teacher's lesson, which you know, jump up, look around, find yourself some fun. No sense in sitting there hating everyone. No man's an island, and his castle isn't home. The nest is for nothing when the bird has flown. It's also it's sort of like this mishmash of general feel-good aphorisms, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. There's no real substance there. The teacher is just saying, like, it'd be cool to be cool. It's nice to be nice. I'd love it if you loved yourself. Well, and then what I, you know, the, the delightful imagery of this song is that this, the speaker, if you will, is searching for something, has this, this kind of dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. And then the situation they end up with is the teacher chilling on the beach and just having a good time and then he leaves. He's used the
1: narrator for a free vacation.
0: Yeah. He's a ham rider. No. He's living what? high on the hog. He, he's a he's uh he's ham he's um he's a what's the phrase I'm looking for, Nick? <laughs> a it's certainly not ham rider. <laughs> And two, I have no idea. You know, a um, a, a drift alonger, a sycophant. A,
1: no, not a sycophant.
0: A meal, uh, a lentil, a lentil portioner. Uh,
1: None of these are are phrases. Know, while you <sighs> while you're mumbling in the background, I just want to throw out there. This reminds me completely, completely not germane to the topic. But for anyone who likes fantasy novels. Look up Jonathan French's Grey Bastards series. They ride giant boars. Uh he's an amazing writer. Just look him up. Look him up if you like him. I I he's he's an independent author. I wanna I push everyone I know to go read his stuff because he's really good.
0: And now back to the
1: podcast. Back to talk Talk to me. Back to Teacher. I've got nothing more to say about Teacher. Hmm. I will say one thing. But I mean we we can continue on that train of thought. If you have you have more for it, I'm totally fine with that.
0: Well, I just have more examples of like teachers, you know, gurus who set themselves up. There was this famous case recently of I forget the name of the fellow, but he was an Indian (laughs) guru. A rough night. (laughs) And and listen, once you you switched
1: from tea to gin or something, (laughs) what was that? Oh no, from tea to whiskey.
0: Um, no rum.
1: Oh rum! Oh God, heaven forbid! So sorry.
0: Thank you. No, there was the there was the Indian spiritual guide who sort of had crafted his own religion, and then he was recently arrested, or maybe he was, maybe he was murdered. He was there were some strange circumstances around his death, but he had been accused of sexual assault and sexual misconduct, and all this stuff.
1: Well, I mean, what what good cult leader wouldn't be?
0: Exactly, exactly. He was a cult leader, and then I'm know.
1: looking at you, Catholic Church. Oh, oh I said it.
0: Oh my, Nick, that was bold. Hot take on Talk Told to Me. Great, yeah. <laughs> uh, any Catholics out there, we we love you. Please keep listening. So sorry. We will only offend you every 40 episodes. Every 40 episodes. <laughs> every 40 episode. Yep. Every 40 days and 40 nights Repent. in the desert. Repent. Every 40 years in the desert. Polish those wickets. I'm just saying Bible things now. There was a Buddhist priest who was famous for, you know, saying, you know, one of the Buddhist precepts is you you shouldn't take any intoxicants. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you know, don't don't do that. Oh, but me, I'm gonna drink this like massive quantity of bourbon because I'm at a spiritual I'm at a spiritual level where I can handle it. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so the same thing as tell evangelists. I said pass me the bourbon. That's the same thing as evangelists being like Oh, oh, God wants me to keep ninety percent of what I raise to buy private jets so I can fly all over and spread his word yeah it's ex- it's the exact same thing.
0: It's a slurpery slope <laughs> it sure
1: is it's
0: quite slurpery.
1: Oh man, how many times has teacher been played
0: in concert? Do you reckon? ooh, I'm gonna guess that it is approximately. more times than Ian Anderson would like.
1: I'm going to say no to that. I wish you to keep speaking. (laughs) Continue this diatribe. 249 times. Wow. By seven
0: artists. (sighs) Who are those seven artists and how many times each have they played? Martin Barr takes the top with 134. Okay. I was just, I, sorry, I just, that, was, that pause was me wrapping my head around that. Okay. So over half
1: has been just Martin Barr.
0: Mm hmm. That wasn't even in concert. That was just in his
1: bathtub. He just, he's got a little waterproof ukulele that he plays it on. It sounds pretty yeah. good on ukulele, especially the acoustics of the, the shower. The acoustics of the bathtub yeah, are really it's, good. Yeah. It's decent. Hard to get a ticket to those concerts. The seating is just terrible.
0: There's, there's one good one. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not comfortable.
1: But it's, it's right there. It's right up in, and it's, you get a good, a good view.
0: I love it when we digress from our digressions. <sighs> oh God, it's bad. It hurts sometimes. How many times have Ian, has Ian Anderson played Teacher? 61. Okay. I'm assuming that's Solo, because below
1: that is Jethro Tull with 46. Interesting. So that's our three totally expected. Who are the other five? Uh, there are four because it's yep. seven because math, 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 math happens.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um. The... Tune in next time to our mumble math to me podcast where we inexpertly fumble our way through basic
1: equations. The most recent time it was played was October 18th. We're recording this on the 24th. That was like under a week Who ago. Who was that? Martin Barr. Oh, <gasps> uh, Martin. At... Dvorana Humgoriska B R D A Birda, Nova Gorica Slovenia. That's the name of his bathroom. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he has a, just a bathroom in Slovenia.
0: <laughs> Rent right there is cheap. You'd be losing money not to have a bathroom in Slovenia. Why not? Or right, Who else has played it, Nick? Who are the other Who are the other artists?
1: Four times by a band known as Free Shine. Free Shine. Okay. They're a Norwegian band that existed between 1999 and 2011. Okay. They released two albums, two singles, and one EP, but they were primarily a live band. Okay. Freeshine. Who else? After that is uh, two times by the band Ingraved, I-N hyphen G-R-A-V-E-D, Engrave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I looked up engraved band in Google and I only get, <laughs> did you mean engraved band? And I only get like wedding rings. So I don't know anything about engraved <laughs> band.
0: Mm-hmm. And now for the bottom of the barrel,
1: bottom of the barrel tied at six, one time each, the gourds. Oh. They're an American alternative country band from Austin, Texas, that formed in 1994 and went on hiatus in 2013. Wow. Yeah, I think it's probably because
0: they played it for a Bar Mitzvah. They played it for my Bar Mitzvah.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, you're speaking from experience, yeah. Yeah. They covered Gin and Juice in 1998. Mm. So they've got quite the eclectic
0: Yeah, that's a wide net. Yeah. I wonder who wonder what else yeah. kind of weird fishes got caught in there.
1: I'd be interested to hear Their stuff.
0: Yeah. And who else?
1: Finally, the last one with one is a band called Mother Goose. (laughs) 1970s New Zealand band. Wow. Yep. Formed in 1975.
0: What a strange wormhole we've just been down.
1: And I highly encourage everyone to do a Google image search for the Mother Goose band because they have some fan fantastic costumes.
0: I'm going to do that right now.
1: I think you ought to.
0: Oh my. Yeah. Oh my.
1: I can't tell. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell if they're like a children's band.
0: I it just not my children I hope. <laughs> Good goodness, goodness me. How creative
1: only 18 months after forming they smashed attendance records for gigs in every city in australia and new zealand and both cities and <laughs> every city in australia <laughs> oh yeah i get it now <laughs> and many of those records still stand today
0: wow what years were they in in play when they, were they playing 75
1: to 84
0: Wow, probably some of those people had never seen men in dresses before. I looked like they were ahead of their time. Well, that's fun.
1: My goodness. Stuffed, their debut album, became Mushroom Records' fast-selling album. Well, I mean, it's Mushroom Records. And Baked Beans was a hit single across Australia, and their self-directed film clip for Baked Beans was so popular, it was played on television stations between primetime programs in addition to dominating every Aussie TV rock show.
0: The things that you're talking about and words that you're using are giving me the sensation that like I've completely disassociated from reality. And I wanted to thank you for that experience. That was nice.
1: I mean, it's better than dropping acid, so you're welcome. Yeah, and and Cheaper. much less expensive. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I have a damaged, for
1: you. Well, pretty equal on damaging the neurons, but <laughs> yes. If this song... <laughs> Is it Why Are We Still Talking? Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a question i have I have written in written in flaming letters about my best <laughs> Nick, if this song was a professor, what would they teach, and at what grade and what would they wear? I feel
1: like I want to talk about the teacher in teacher.
0: No, no, I don't want you to do
1: that. No, that's what I want. That's what I feel like talking about. Okay, fine. It would be a teacher. It would be a professor who teaches some completely obscure and useless class, like underwater basket weaving, <laughs> and they take it so strictly and oh, so seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. And Yeah.
1: At what level? All of the oh it's it's like it's underwater basket weaving one oh two, we'll say. So, so it's a, a, a freshman could take it his second semester. At a state school or a or a private school? Oh we'll go private, yeah. Nothing nothing Ivy League, but private. We'll say it's at Hofstra.
0: Does this teacher have have tenure?
1: Yes. Wow. They got they got a tenure track doing something else and got some sort of blackmail material on the dean on the dean to be able to do their their specific class that they've always wanted to do right right, right it works right, right. as an art class it works as a physical education class right so art majors can take it and get that that phys ed out of the way
0: they've tried to find dirt on this teacher but they've forgotten where his office is and they can't find it
1: yeah and and all the people that they hire never come back they never report back with anything. Uh,
0: <laughs> but the student, do the students like this teacher?
1: No. Oh, God, no. They hate him. They, oh. they hate him. And all of the, the reading material are books written by this teacher.
0: Yeah. It's one of those. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I, I had a different interpretation. I was going to say that this is the very popular, attractive high school English teacher who was actually hired to teach phys ed. But then they had a vacancy that they had to fill and they were like, you can read. (laughs) So not a sub then, but like an actual... No, no, no. And now they've been doing it for like seven years and everyone loves them. Okay. Yeah.
1: So kind of a meathead then or...
0: Yeah, but with a secret love of literature. Oh, okay. But that they have to mask with like a thick filter of uh, nonchalant irony. Okay. Okay.
1: How is your brother doing by the way?
0: He's great. He's doing well. I just spoke with him today. Good. Nick.
1: <laughs> Should we explain that cuz that could be me asking about your brother could be applied to the last 5 minutes any reference. And I guarantee you nobody would nobody would pick the thing that actually reminded me of your brother.
0: No, my brother is not an English teacher nor a gym teacher. He is named Irony. That is true fact. His actual name is Irony. He's a surgeon in South Dakota, and a very nice man.
1: Although I, I don't think I'd, I've ever seen him nonchalant.
0: No, 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 no. He's very chalant.
1: Yeah, he's trechalant. More chalant than I think is actually healthy for people. He's maybe gotten a bit better. Oh, has he? It's been a long time yeah. since I've seen him.
0: Hey, Nick, who was your favorite teacher?
1: Mr. Vandermolen was my english teacher who got me into shakespeare got me into like really really digging literature
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's pretty tied with miss weston who was also an english teacher she also directed the high school musicals so she got me into acting so they're they're pretty tied both english teachers surprise yeah wow yeah and yours was me
0: no michael riley <laughs> <laughs> I've had the benefit of, of having a lot of good teachers over the years. And now, weirdly, I find myself in the position of being a teacher oh, on occasion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I teach theater, and I teach carpentry. Mm-hmm. And theater yeah. carpentry. And theater carpentry. And carpentry theater.
1: What? <laughs> And I, because I know they're all listening, I want to do a, a really solid shout out to Iska Alter and David Pecan from Hofstra as well.
0: Because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And David Walnut. That's <laughs> no, Richard Walnut. Yeah. And Thomas uh, Thomas Chestnut. Yeah. I love all these real people who totally. Arthur Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert Legume. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Jamie Coconut.
1: Oh yeah. He's uh he's kind of in vac- on vacation now though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Raul Raul Brazil nut.
1: <laughs> this episode is
0: way too long. Hey Nick.
1: Everyone if you if you've stuck around this long we appreciate it. We
0: genuinely do. And your reward for that is getting to hear our last few moments talking anything <laughs> remotely related to the album of benefit that's right this has been benefit we have talked benefit to you and we hope that you have enjoyed that
1: oh i thought you were going to go with benefited from it
0: yeah i thought that was the obvious choice
1: oh yeah it was low-hanging fruit for sure but there, there yeah. that pregnant pause was just it was ripe it was ripe
0: yeah
1: ripe. it was, ripe. Yeah. It was right. a ripe pregnancy
0: omen <laughs> A ripe nut
1: so that's it that's a it was a ripe david pecan so that's it for benefit
0: that's it for benefit
1: Remember, the next two weeks, we've got our J-Dub concert special for music and interviews.
0: And if you can fit it in, benefit it in to your schedule, please write us a review and send us a five-star rating on your podcatcher. (laughs) You were
1: very unconfident with that word. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Be a teacher of
1: other listeners of podcasts. Let them know how fun we are, how great this show is, despite the fact that this one went for nearly an hour.
0: We can maybe, we can maybe cut it down. No, it's reason. not going to happen. No. I... No. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Nick McGill. And I'm Omen Saed. We are Feckless Moans. And this
1: is Talk Told to Me.
0: Boom, 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 Dr. Daldi is a proud boom, member bing, of the Feckless Moans Audio Network. Um.
1: Oh, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Sade, uh, Mr. Sade,
0: uh, anyone at all? Mr. Sade, I any, have a question. Any... Teacher? Teacher? Uh, ugh. Yes, yes, Nick.
1: We, Nick, what is it? I, I don't, we haven't covered this yet, but what is Talk Tell to me a
0: proud member of? <sighs> Nick, uh, we reviewed this last week. Talk tell, to me is a proud member of the Fetless Momes radio. <laughs> That's the bell. I'll see you next week. Don't, Ugh. don't throw that. Don't throw that. W- Put that in will the, that be on the quiz? Oh my god. Ugh. Oh my god. Get out of here.
1: I can't wait to get home and drink.